Welcome to Element, the student ministry of Third City Christian Church. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students. Hi, my name is Grace, and I'm a senior, and oh crap, dang it, so I forgot what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. And my name is Grace Owens, and I'm a senior. I have been going to Element for about three years now. And I just want to share with you guys the impact that uh, small groups have um, been for me. So God created us for a community. That is something that not only I wanted, but I needed. Coming here, automatically I was put into a small group that created that community aspect that I felt immediately. It was such a cool experience because it was something that I just yearned for it. So since day one of going into that small group that I was put into, that just gave that extra push that I needed to help me grow in my faith. It was almost a 180 turn. And it was because of those amazing girls and those amazing leaders that not only um, made me feel comfortable to be, um, to be me and be who I am, I remember this one night vividly where we were kind of, there was only three of us, so it was just a small group of us. All of us were kind of sharing stories, kind of, you can tell it was like surface level. And then this one girl went really deep and told us something that she's never told anyone. Then another girl opened up and then I opened up about something that I've never told anybody about that I've struggled with for a very long time. And we pretty much, we all cried it out, we all hugged. It was something from that day on where we trusted each other and we didn't go surface level again. It was all vulnerable, it was all deep. It was such a cool experience because I never felt like I could go vulnerable because I felt like I was a burden or it, would, it was just too much or no one would care. And those girls helped me to realize that, you know what, it's okay. Everybody has a struggle, whether it's small in your eyes or big in their eyes because what you might see as something that is not very struggling because of your situation is a big deal to them. And so just being able just to love on them and just be like, it's a hard time, life's not always fair. And just being able to sympathize because everybody has a struggle and everybody needs somebody to get off their chest. And it's just so cool, in my opinion, just to see somebody's weight just get lifted off their shoulders. Let's make this semester of Element one about real relationships and real community. I'm Grace Owens, peace out. <laughs> so let's have this sheet. Dang it, what was it? Take 332. <laughs> Grace is talking about, um, man, making a change in 2019. That's what New Year's are famous for, right? Um, making changes. And I, I was thinking about this and what I was going to share with you guys tonight, and it reminded me of... Um, just about every horror movie I have ever watched. Uh, I was thinking about, you guys ever watch the movies where like people do the dumbest things? Yes. Like, it's like, why would you leave everybody else and go to the basement? Why would you do that ever? Like, that's no fun. Like, oh man, there's someone running around like causing all kinds of trouble. Hey, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go down to the basement and hang out for a while, right? It's just dumb. And, and I think of, like, how predictable that can be. And you're watching a movie. Have any of you guys ever, like, stranger, any Stranger Things fans? A few of you guys? For what? Man, I don't care. So your friend gets eaten by a weird creature, but you're going to jump down the hole going and looking for him. No. 
No, no one is that kind of hero. You're sitting here going, yeah, I'm not going in there. That's not a good idea. It's, it's kind of one of those things that we can look at it from this vantage point and we become experts. And we're like, you're dumb. Why didn't you just do this? Why didn't you do that? You guys, I'm going to share with you guys a story about uh, God's people from the Old Testament, nation of Israel, um, that is kind of like that. When you look at it from a third-party vantage point, you kind of go, guys, what are you thinking? That was so stupid. It could have gone so different if your eyes would have just been open. Couldn't you see what was going on? And here's what happened. God's people, God had, had delivered his people out of slavery, out of Egypt. He used 10 miracles to make that happen. Now, here's the deal. We talk about a nation of people. We're talking about millions, okay? Millions of people witnessed God's miracles providing a way for, for millions of people to walk out of slavery. Basically, not only a walk out, but their trip was funded by the people that had put them in slavery. They witnessed this. And then here's what happened. After they had left that country, the leader of that country said, yeah... This wasn't a good idea. Gonna send my army. I'm really angry. We're gonna destroy them. I shouldn't have done this. So this army pins them against a giant sea, an ocean, salt water, giant sea, and an army. And here's a, a nation of people that's like, that. We're, we're not gonna fight. What's gonna happen here? And here's what happened was, was God parted the Red Sea and it says that his people walked across on dry land. I want you to picture that for a minute. Walking across a seabed. Man, there may have been sunken ships down there. There may have been all kinds of junk. There may have been like all kinds of like fish just flopping here. And then you walk by and you look at the water. Like I don't know what that would look like if it was like a different version of like the Henry Dorley Zoo's aquarium. And you could, but you could like stick your arm in. Like could you imagine that? How weird that would be? But they saw this miracle. They got on the other side. They witnessed God taking care of them. And he destroyed the army that pursued them because the army came in and tried to come in behind him. God destroyed the army. And then not only that, you guys, when he said, follow me, he provided them with a giant, like, pillar, like, probably looked like a tornado that they would follow during the day. And during the night, when they needed to move, it was like a, a, a giant pillar of flame. Could you imagine looking at this? Now, many of us would go, if God would show himself to me like that, I would never doubt. If God would reveal himself to me in that way, I would always, always trust. If I could see those kinds of miracles, there would never be a seed of doubt or mistrust within me ever. We say that. But when we look at when we look at history, what actually happened was quite different. God's people got to the other side of the sea. God's people got scared at what lie before them. And what happened is they didn't trust God. They got nervous about what God was going to ask them to do. They got nervous about, about what he was going to require of them. And they said, there's no way that God can handle this. And so they doubted. They did not trust. And what God said, he goes, look, I can, handle, I can handle you doubting sometimes. I can handle you asking questions. 
but I have got to have you trusting me. You have got to trust me. They didn't trust that God would provide. They didn't trust that God could handle what lie before them. And so what God said, he said, I can't work with this generation. And so he said, here's what's going to happen. You guys are going to wander in the wilderness until every male that's of fighting age has died. Because I cannot work with this mistrust. And so that's what happened. And what I want to talk to you guys about tonight is after that generation had passed, the nation of Israel was again standing at a point where it was time for them to make a decision to follow him and to be obedient. They were standing at this Jordan River. It was a river that divided the border of where God wanted them to be and where they were, okay? So on the other side is where this promise is. God was like, this is where I want you. This is where you're going to flourish. This is where I'm going to make you into a great nation. This is what I have intended for you in all of existence. This is where I wanted you to be. And on this side of this river was their past, all of their mindsets of slavery, their attitudes of, of man, I, I just, I'm just not sure if I'm going to be able to move forward with this God. All these attitudes of distrust, all these attitudes of slavery, all of their history of mistakes, it's like everything. Desert was on this side of the river. On this side of the river, there was food, there was supply, there was nourishment, there were all things good. And between them was a river. And it wasn't just a river like we see it. Um, you know, like we see, we see rivers, we see the Platte River. Anybody ever like driven a car through the Platte River? A few of you guys got a few rednecks in here? Yeah, right? Like, that's always terrifying to me. Like, we're going to jump into a Jeep and we're going to drive it through a river. Uh, that was a, this is a different type of situation of what was going on here. This river was actually at flood stage. And what that meant is history says that that means that it was anywhere from 9 to 12 feet deep. So if we're, if we're like in here, maybe from here to the top of that screen is how deep that water is and... and and this is the instruction they were given. They said, look, you are not to move until the priests, the people that were basically in charge of the spiritual health of the, of the nation, moved with the Ark of the Covenant, which was a box that, that had like this, this holy piece of like God's, God's rules in this box. It was a thing that God wanted them to hang on to. It was called the Ark of the Covenant. It contained the law for these people, and it was a holy, holy thing. And he said, you do not move until those priests and the Ark of the Covenant go before you. And he told their leader, he said, look, when those priests step foot on that water, I'm going to cause that water to divide. And could you guys imagine carrying a heavy box the faith that it took to walk into that moment for them, into flood stage water. But he was commanded, and he said that to him. He said, look, you are not to move until I move before your people. 
And I started thinking about this, you guys. I think about 2018 and 2019 for you. Because here I am talking about all these people that lived thousands of years ago. This is what this has to do with you. You look back at this year. What kind of attitudes do you have that are in 2018 that you need to leave in 2018? What kind of attitudes? I mean, think about that. Maybe you struggle with selfishness. Maybe you struggle with pride. Maybe you have an attitude of, of, of disrespect. Maybe you have an attitude of, uh, of, like, I'm always a victim. Maybe what is it for you? Because for every individual that's in this room, it could be something different. The attitudes that you need to leave behind. Because God has something waiting for you on the other side which is where he intended for you to live. What kind of mindsets are holding you back? Have you been slaved to something? Because literally the nation of Israel was leaving slavery behind. They were leaving the lifestyle of living under the rule of someone else. Man, do you have things that control you, that manipulate you, that want to destroy you because, you guys, a, a slave driver doesn't intend anything good for its slaves. Are you a slave to your anger? Are you a slave to lust? Like, are you a slave to, are you a slave to social media? Are you a slave to drama? Do you create the drama? You create drama that, that hurts and kills and destroys. Or are you the one that shares it and doesn't put it to death? What are you a slave to that has been in your past in 2018 that you need to step away from and walk into the promised land of what God intended? Here's the biggest thing that the nation of Israel had to leave behind, that you need to leave behind in 2018 is just a sinful, destructive, hardened heart that desires nothing for God. Because that's, that is especially what the nation of Israel had to leave behind. They had to leave that behind if they were going to walk into the, the place that God intended them to, leave and, to live. And students... What is it of that mindset that you need to leave behind in 2018? And I know that we're sitting here at January 9th and we're a weekend, but I also know that new years are the great opportunity to move into something new. And I want you to picture this for a minute. Those priests were holding a heavy box standing on a riverbed. Scripture says they walked across, intentional to say this, on dry land. That nation was not allowed to move until they saw God move before them. This is the thing that I want to awaken you to, of what floods look like. I want you to watch this video of what a flood looks like. We got that cued? I just want you to look at this. Because floods are no joke. 
When, when God looks, listen to this. God chose, you keep playing that video. Just mute the sound. Because here's the good thing that we get to do. We don't have to wait for God to move because God has already moved before us. The nation of Israel had to wait for the priests to stand in the midst of those flood stage waters. God has already chosen to go in advance in front of us and he stands in the midst of the flood that is our lives. Something you notice about flood waters, they are not clean. They are filthy. They are full of debris. They bring nothing but destruction. They bring fear. They bring terror. And they bring death. And students, Jesus chose to stand right in the middle of that flood. He chose to stand in the middle of the filth of the death, of the chaos, of the panic. He chose to stand there because he knows that he wanted his people to leave this behind and to walk into the place where he intended for them to live. It's not just for the nation of Israel students, this is for you. Many of you stand here in life. Many of you sit here tonight in life. And you have doubt. You have bitterness. You have regret. You have sin that you have got to leave behind in 2018. Many of you have friends that are sitting right in the midst of that. And Jesus has already moved on your behalf and is standing in the midst of that flood filth, debris, and death. He stood there. And he said, look, this is the only way right here. I want you here, but you are here. He says, the only way for you to get here is for me to stand in the midst of this flood. As we sing this next song, I want you to reflect on that. A God that is willing to stand in the midst of the flood of your life because he loves you. So I picture this moment where the nation of Israel passes through this, this land and God instructed one person from each family. I talk about families, this is hundreds of thousands of people. One person from each family is instructed to pick up a stone. You guys better sit down for this. One person from each family picks up a stone and God instructs them to take a stone from the riverbed and they're to build an altar uh, and they're to sacrifice and worship God at this altar. And it's supposed to remain so that they could go back and remember what was done in that moment. That, that their God provided for them and went before them and that they walked across on dry land by his provision and that they would remember that they would walk by there with their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren. They would look at him and go, look, remember what our God has done for us. And here's the thing about being on the other side, students. It isn't where it ends. That isn't where it ends. 
Like it wasn't like they, they didn't cross that river and then they could just like kick back on some form of like Middle Eastern recliner and just chill. There was work to be done. They got over on the other side and there were nations of people that had built fortified cities that were ready to stand in opposition of the people of God. They despised everything that those people stood for. They didn't, they didn't agree with who God was and they were like, you have no business being here. And they had to move forward in faith that God was going to go before them and take care of what needed to be done. And it's funny the way that they did it on the first, the first city that they went to is a city called Jericho. And God said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go on the first day. I want you to march around this city and then uh, I want you to go home. And the second day, I want you to go around. I want you to march around the city twice. Third day, I want you to go march around the city three times and then go home and do nothing. And here's the crazy part. He said on the seventh day, this is what I want you to do. You're gonna march around this city seven times. And when you hear the, when you hear the priests blow their trumpets, I want everybody to shout. Could you imagine what would go through their head? This is how we're gonna do war. We're gonna scream at people. That sounds like a group of seventh grade girls. <laughs> right? Yeah, I went there. I went there. <laughs> but here's what happened. Here's what happened, and this is why God did it that way. They marched around that city seven times. They shouted at the walls. The walls came down. And God gave them that city. I want you to think about why God might do something like that. It's because he was wanting them to know, I am the one doing this, not you. I am the one taking care of the opposition that stands before you. Students, how, how often do you face spiritual opposition in your life and you just go, I can't fight this battle? We talk about lust. I mean, you talk about pornography, like, like you talk about your relationships with your boyfriends and your girlfriends. You know how intense that is and you're like, I, I can't fight this battle. I can't stand up against this. So we surrender instead of realizing that God has gone before us. He's fighting that battle for us. He promises to go before us. But God instructed the nation of Israel to go forward together. That's what I love about Grace wanting to do that video over Christmas break and how it lined up with our messaging. God intended you to go forward together. And I know that so often, like, like, I hate to be the guy that, no, I don't hate to be the guy that points it out. I know like even in this room, this room is full of people that are here to simply be a distraction to the people around them. And like you have been such a negative impact and there's students that are hungry for what God wants to say to them and there's people that wanna walk alongside you in faith. If you would find them, I think about this, again, back to the story of the nation of Israel. God instructed them to not take any of the plunder, like the treasure, the money, the resources that they got from Jericho. That city was supposed to belong to the Lord. He said, you know what? I'm gonna show you what's gonna happen as you inhabit this city. There was one guy named, named Achan. What a, what a weird name, but first of all, he did a weird thing. He walked in 
And he like started to stuff stuff in his pockets. He's like, man, no one's looking. I'm gonna get me some of this. I'm gonna say, no one's looking. Got some stuff in my pockets. You know, he's like the guy that's like walking up Walmart's lipstick aisle, putting makeup in their pockets, like being an idiot, you know? He's stuffing his pockets full of stuff. And he's like, no one's gonna find out. But God knew. And, and what God did is, is he selected family by family, clan by clan, uh, nation by nation, clan by clan, family by family, he started eliminating who it was. And you can imagine Achan's mind as he was going, oh my gosh, there's no way they're going to select my, like, my family group. They picked his. There's no way they'll select my clan. They select his. There's no way they're going to select my family. They select his. Out of the entire family, there's no way they're going to know it was me. And then he stood before Joshua and Joshua said, Achan, would you honor God by being honest in this moment? Could you imagine how that was eating Achan alive, knowing that curses had come down on his nation because of his actions? And how isolated he felt because he kept his sins secret. Students, have you ever felt that way? No one could understand, you've had this go through your head, no one could understand how you feel because you're the only one that could ever struggle. I love that part of Grace's testimony of what happened in her group. She said, you know what? One person chose to be honest and you know what happened next? Another person chose to be honest. And you know what happened after that? Everybody was being transparent about what was going on in their world and they were allowing God to work on those strongholds that existed. And that's how God does that in community of believers. And that stands as a memorable moment for her that she will take forward into college when she goes, that she knows that living in isolation will lead to nothing but destruction. Achan literally lost his life because of his sin. It's a good testimony that that's what sin and isolation will do to you. It will destroy you. Like a raging flood, it will come and destroy everything that you try to hang on to. Students, God can deal with your questions. Man, he can even deal with you doubting what's going on, but he wants to ask you, will you trust him? Will you choose to trust? Even in the midst of the questions and the doubts and the mistakes, he can deal with mistakes. He can deal with your past. He wants to know Will you trust him? This is my last reminder for you because Joshua had a reminder for the nation of Israel. He said, look, the Lord your God is a jealous God. You need to remember what he has done for you and you have got to choose whether you are going to leave the past behind and worship the one true God. You need to understand that he doesn't, he cannot take your feet in both worlds. You are either on this side or you are on this side. He said, what will you choose? He said, as for me and my house, we will choose the Lord. Students, what will you choose? You've got a whole history of things that need to be left behind, that need to be forgotten, that need to be put to death, that need to flow downstream in that river. so that you can walk with the Lord. What will you choose? What?
will you choose? Thanks for joining Element. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students.